Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question, and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. And I am here today with a couple studio guests. A couple gentlemen, we have a little guys panel here today, uh, and we have Tommy, the producer of Lovability. Say hi, Tommy. Hello, hello. And we have Dennis in the house. Warmest greetings to the J-Sty Nation once again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wait, what? Warmest greetings. What was it? Was that what you said? Warm greetings. Warm greetings. Oh I like a God. warm greeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Chris all the way from Boston, right? Yes. Many years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. So you've been in the Dallas scene long enough to be dating. So uh, you're going to be giving us some feedback today. Today, our topic is going to be uh, geared toward the ladies. We're going to talk about what ladies can do better to help find love. Uh, so what, uh, what can ladies do from the gentleman's uh, perspective? And I do have these two uh, gentlemen in studio, as well as Tommy, who is going to speak for our millennial generation. Uh, and, uh, and we also got a lot of feedback on social media. So I think we'll kind of weigh in a little bit too on what the guys on social media have to say. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I, I think so much, I'm a woman, obviously, and I have you guys complain sometimes on social media because they're like, Jen, what about us guys? You need the guy's perspective. And, um, and, I'm I'm interested today, and I know the ladies are too, and what you guys have to say and what your opinion is on things. And you guys finally get the stage. So you better do it right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so we got some really good uh feedback on social media. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna read a couple things and then I wanna just kind of dive in with you guys on your thoughts on some of these. Uh, you know, uh Jim says, I can't stand it when a lady swears. I am amazed how often it happens. Yes, I swear from time to time, but, uh, you know, he's talking about a lady throwing out F-bombs. So what do you guys think about that? You know what? Um, too much of anything can be a really bad thing. And um, I, I dated somebody briefly. For too a much while. of anything? Well, <laughs> too much cussing, right? Okay, you know? I got it. Just, and, just thought we clarify. Yeah, I dated somebody and my friend's listening. He's going to be cracking up, but just for a short time and every other word out of her mouth was the F word. And we're just, you know, just like, yeah, done. Um, it was just, it's, it's not classy and you know, Hey, look, I'm not perfect. I, I cuss from time to time, but if somebody's always cussing every other word, it's just, it becomes annoying. It's not classy. I mean, you know, Hey, what are your standards? So to speak. Right. What do you think, Chris? I think it has absolutely no reflection on anybody. I think that, uh, it's a, just depends on the context. You know, okay. You're driving so, wait, down the street. Wait, you're from Boston, though, so it it, it it might not offend you, right? No, my yeah. my I thought my first name was GD for the first 15 <laughs> years of my life. You know, so uh, you know that is funny. Yeah, but you know that being said, I think that you know swearing has its time and its place, of uh -huh. course. And obviously, if the person isn't aware that there is a time and a place, then uh -huh. you know if the connection is good enough, that's right. a that's a trait that is very adjustable. You know, okay. as far as that's far as I'm good point. I know some people are adamantly opposed to cursing. It's funny. I just heard from a gentleman that went out with a lady and he said, I almost think that she's too good for me. He said, I, I swear from time to time. He said, I don't do it often, but when I do her, her jaw drops. And so, uh, you know, I 
you know, I think that there are plenty of ladies. I've actually heard ladies say they won't go out with a gentleman, even though it's about you guys today, that she won't go out with a gentleman if he is uh, curses a lot. So I hear that a lot from ladies. What about you, Tommy? So being in the millennial generation, do you find that that is a little bit more prevalent in your generation? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with Chris. It really doesn't kind of do anything, nor negative, nor positive, just because I'm, I'm the people who I've dated and whatnot, it there was cursing and whatnot and sometimes there were like cursing like a sailor like i'm exempt for that but that's when i'm with my friends or i'm just by myself i i don't really do it that much in public but i do tend you to curse do it. it yourself by yourself absolutely <laughs> yep <laughs> but love i'm it. talking i'm talking about I the over cusser i mean like every other word is like right. the f word or something like that yeah. that that to me is excessive i don't particularly mind if somebody's gonna cuss i mean i think it's you know, it's kind of real and it's how they feel, whatever. I mean, that's, but if somebody's cussed, literally, if every third word is the F-bomb, that gets, to, for me, it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. I get it. Okay, so there's a, a bit of advice. You know, this one I really like. I think this is a really good topic with today's independent women. Uh, Keith said, hunt back a little bit so we know you're into us. And I actually hear from a lot of guys that women are too aggressive. I hear it a lot that women come on to men too much uh, and are a little aggressive sexually uh, too quickly. And Dennis, you were here when we did the guys panel, right? Were you on that one? Yeah. Can I speak for Brad who's not here? Yeah. In, in the words of Brad, where are these ladies? <laughs> <laughs> not in your world, huh? Well, I mean, you know what? I mean, you, you date long enough, you're going to see anything and everything. Um, I do agree. I like the hunt back. I like for a lady to... Uh, uh, to show that she's interested and take some initiative. I'm going to take initiative, but it's great for uh, somebody else to um, you know, show it signs. back. We'll yeah. call them buying signs. Yeah, we like <laughs> buying signs. Hello. Half yeah. off uh, of the order right now. Yeah, buying, buying signs. signs. So See, uh, that, That's the problem with dating. Everybody has a catchphrase to it or some kind of thing they can attach to it buying signs or well i just you know love language or whatever right? yeah but that comes well, buying signs would be like if if you're looking at somebody across the room making making eyes at them and you, when you catch eyes smiling at them right that would be a buying sign we have mutual sales, alignment Chris, have yeah but that. i mean i but i'm a friendly guy you know i smile at people all the time if i make eye contact with somebody i smile doesn't mm -hmm. mean that i want to lay down with them or have kids or share a pizza you know, I, it's it's just because sharing a pizza is entirely too intimate. Very intimate. <laughs> not gonna lie. To you. I, I say we have someone orders pineapple on their pizza. Done. <laughs> I like pineapple on my pizza. Done. I say we have mutual alignment. <laughs> Cancel that culture. Our interests Done. are shared. Can we strategize just a little further? <laughs> right. Right. No. I, but I do think it's. I mean, honestly, I think it's. I do think it's important to talk about because women, women, um, guys. Do you ever feel like women are too aggressive? And do I have any guys in the room, Tommy, too aggressive? Uh, I well, yeah, sometimes, but I see it more as flattering more than anything. Even if I personally don't feel the same connection, they're at least showing their interest in me, and it is flattering. But there's also sometimes where it's a little off-putting of like, I don't want to come across as rude because uh, it you got to be careful on kind of how you handle that. Because right. you don't want to come off as an asshole, but hey, you don't want to be rude. Either. I'm going to say this because we just had a party last week. And uh, at the end of the party, and I'm not sure if you were still there, Dennis, 
But at the end of the party, or you, Tommy, there was a woman coming on to a guy at the party hard. Like she was coming on hard. I was embarrassed for her. Like, I mean, literally grabbing the guy, he had a scarf on because it was cold out, grabbing around the scarf and pulling him toward her with her with his scarf. It was, it was appalling. I literally was, I mean, it was one of those where you're like, get a room. Did she uh, have liquid affection? In other words, was she drinking and it was just a byproduct for being drunk or? There were a lot of people drinking. Yeah. Well, but it was both though, of course. Yeah, but yeah, if you wear a party. scarf, you're inviting it as a man. I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, dress for the room, for God's sakes. Well, he was trying to leave, and he had his coat and scarf on. So, yeah. I'm going to go dig out my scarf. Tonight. <laughs> Dennis, that's all I, I needed was a scarf? This just think, in. Scarves I don't think, are back. I don't think being too aggressive, again, goes back to just, you know, you are who you are. You know, like, it's assertive. It's not aggressive. So, you know, as long as you're not making somebody do something that, and he's a grown man. He said he can, he can set boundaries. I mean, that's, that's on him, not her. And, you know, and if she's being assertive, if that's what she does, then God love her. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice when someone removes question marks, okay. you know, as long as she they're, as long as they're sincere, you know? Uh, yes. And, okay. And so, uh, so I had a gentleman uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were, we were chatting and he said, Jen, I find women, uh, he was actually going to be here today, but he couldn't make it. Um, I actually find women to be too assertive. He said, I, he had a woman that he'd gone out with. And on their third date, she broke up with him because she said, she said she didn't want to see him anymore, not break up, whatever. That's just silly. But I uh, didn't want to see him anymore because he hadn't made a move on her. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, at least she communicated <laughs> maybe a little too late, but. And you can't fix crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> what is the expectation? He said, Jen, I, you know, I'm, I'm a good guy. Like I make, I'm, I, I'm not even going to probably kiss a girl on a first date, you know? I mean, if it were completely appropriate, maybe, but you know, I, I believe in moving slow and taking my time and respecting a woman. And uh, so Tommy, what are your thoughts? I know your generation is a little <laughs> different. We've had these discussions oh, yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> well, personally I am a, well, my personality and whatnot, even though I'm reserved and shy a bit, when I actually get to know you, I'm a very physical, affectionate person. I go out of my way to kind of give you a hug and shake your hand, make sure that you feel welcome and whatnot. So I'm not of the same mindset of like, I will definitely do a first kiss. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, a kiss on the first date. Right. But I mean, this day and age kind of with millennials and us is just kind of things can just a whole like spectrum. You can have people who go slow, people who just go right into just jumping each other on the first date and whatnot. You it hear just, about that too. Online dating, these people are going home with each other right away. They're yeah. not even a date. They're meeting up, hooking up, and that's it. Well, kissing on the first date could be literally a topic for a full podcast, oh, yeah. you know, given everybody's different opinions. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, I'm 51. I don't mind saying that. I've been single for five years. When I went to my divorce, I thought, ah, no problem. You know, it'll be easy to meet people. Hey, uh, I'm older. I know more people know what should know what they want. Uh, quite the opposite from my experience that um, women out there and, and guys at this age, we've got more experience. We've got more past experiences. We have more baggage. We've got more emotional things that have happened to us in the past. And so I think that a lot of people, and I'm talking about guys and girls in general, um, have walls up. And I think part of the problem that would prevent a woman from getting into a great relationship is 
having walls up and not taking them down for the right person just for the sake of maintaining a wall. Right. And you got to let down your defense shields. You've got to be, you got to be vigilant, you got to be mindful, but important. yeah, you've got to be able to step out a little bit on, on a leap of faith to, uh, to let that happen. So right. So. Right. What about you, Chris? Well, <clears throat> I think it's relatively unfortunate being that you know, I'm 48. So I've been out, uh, out of a relationship now for almost four and a half years uh, with the same woman for 11. And so I dated pretty heavily before that, then was monogamous, obviously, throughout that time, and then didn't date at all until just recently. And unfortunately, being that I was in, out, in like that, I got a unique perspective. And I think that, you know, with the dating apps and all these kind of things and kissing on the first date or not or whatever, I think that a lot of people have adopted this persona that used, they used to think was such a bad thing, and then they thought it was a cool thing about guys. Oh, they can do anything they want. They can run around. They can hit this. They can hit that. But it's such a generality. Like, it doesn't apply to everybody. You know, you date the individual. You don't date the person. You don't date the assumption that they're this right swipe or left swipe because it doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm a right swipe all day, but I don't reply to anybody. You know, I'm not looking for— What's a right swipe? Is right— like a, like yes. Yes or no type scenario. So you you right swipe, but you don't <clears throat> contact them. No, no. I mean, people swipe. I mean, I'm on social media. I'm on dating apps, uh-huh. and but I'm not active at all. Like, you know, I may talk to one person at a time. Typically, that's what I'll do, and I'll and I and if they don't respond back or they don't, they're not, you know, don't fit my criteria, then I move on. You know, just pursue it because I'm looking to because she's hot, she's got a nice smile or whatever it is that she's showing. I'm curious, be just because we were talking about ghosting and stuff last week, do you let the women know, like, if you, because you Absolutely. sound, like, very active, you do. Well, you, I, even last night, there was a woman that was on Bumble, if uh-huh. that's, you can say that, but, um, and she contacted me last week. I didn't contact right away, I had a lot going on, it was my daughter, da-da-da, so then I was bored and sitting there, so I, we were going back and forth this week, um, you know, just chatting on the thing, and then she just disappeared for, like, half a day, and didn't answer my question, didn't do anything, so then I replied back to her last night. You know, I guess that's no. And I put a little smiley face, whatever, and a cricket, <laughs> you know, and I said, I, you know, I wish you the best of luck. I uh-huh. wish you the best of luck on your on your journey, like uh-huh. whatever that looks like. Yeah. I'm not bitter. I don't care. It, you know, I'd rather know sooner than later anyway. Right. You know, instead of going to this big hot and heavy thing, which goes back to kissing on the first date. Right. You know, if you don't pump the brakes and set boundaries and make sure, then somebody like me, for example, if I let somebody in, it's hard for me to let them go. If I don't let them in, then it's easy. You know, then it's not the not part of my daily day to day. And I don't want somebody in my life like that that I have to say goodbye to. It's less painful. Right. To, you know, to do that, you know, in that regard. In my, I'm so in lucky way. I got good guys in my in my studio. <laughs> I am. I'm lucky. I don't have any jerks in here today. That's All good. except me, but I'm sorry. I'll try to be better. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, guys, girls, everybody's a jerk. It just depends on how much a jerk you can tolerate. Okay. I'll tell you another thing, and I, and I was thinking about this, and I was actually talking to somebody um, about this subject, and um, I, I agree that um, one of them is holding out for the next big thing. And let me, let me paint the picture. I think people fall into a trap of what I call the myth of the one. Like there's that one person out there that I'm waiting for. Well, in reality, there's probably many, many people out there that could be your quote-unquote soulmate or be a really good match for you. There's not just one person. There's probably several people. And, and it's like some people I think are worried that, well, I don't know if he's just that one. I don't know if he's going to be that one. Well, we'll give it a chance. If you like it, you're having a good time. Things are going in the right direction. Give it a chance. Uh, go invest in it. You know, be careful. But 
you know, maybe that does, but don't, don't have a mindset that, well, this one's just going to suffice until I really meet the one, because chances are there are many people that are the ones for you. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, of course it's my own numbers. I just kind of make it up, but I always say there's probably 2% of the population that is for us. Yeah. It's a very small percentage of people we're actually compatible with. Well, look at, look at somebody, you know, a sad situation where they've been married for a long time and their spouse dies. Mm-hmm. then a couple years later, whatever, they get married and they've got somebody that's great for them in their life again. Yeah. You know, Every the pers- love is different. Yeah, the yeah. person that died was their one and, and, and they, they wound up finding another person for another chapter of their life. So it's really no different. It's like it just goes to prove that there are more than one person that can be your soulmate or love. Well, there are so many options out there, and I think that's where people come in is what if I'm missing out on something by... Fear of missing out. Yeah. The dating rabbit hole. It is, totally. You know, like these people, everyone, including myself, I can be, you know, they have this perceived conception of what their mate should look like, taste like, smell like, and then you walk by this rabbit hole, and you're like, what's down that hole? And then all of a sudden, you don't even realize it happens, and not me but I can, I have five or six friends that I can, I can call out right now if I wanted to, that they're just always looking down the hole. You know, they have something on their left. They have something on their right. And women do it too. All the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Women Everyone. do it too. Yeah. yeah. It's a rabbit hole. When, so, we, when we did the online dating podcast uh-huh. about a month ago, you're, the people that were on there had some great advice. She said they encourage ladies to step out and guys to f- go communicate with somebody that's totally outside of your type, your profile, your comfort range. And just one person a week, step out and meet somebody that doesn't fit your normal like and explore that. And I think that's actually really good advice. It's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. People, I mean, as a matchmaker, that is one thing that, that I have to do and I get to do is people will go, well, you know, they didn't check that box or that box. That's okay. You know, everybody else that checked those boxes for you you know, it didn't work out, did they? So we're going to try something different. And people do need to try something. They need to try different things on. If, uh, you know, their type is very, if your type is a very like outgoing, fun, friendly person, but every time you date somebody like that, it doesn't work. Maybe you should try a different personality type. Maybe you should try somebody that's a little bit quieter. Why are you laughing, Chris? Because <laughs> that's why I changed the date range on my filters from 20 to 25 to age appropriate. But that's a joke. Uh-huh. And it was in my head and it was really funny in my head. I don't know uh-huh. if it hit, but that was uh-huh. in my head hilarious. Yeah, no, that, that well. <laughs> no, that's not. I really no, I get it. But that, but, but you weren't finding what you were looking for there. No, no, so I, I don't So you finally had to wake young. up and say, I yeah. I don't date uh, Tommy, you look like you wanted to say something. Did you have something <clears throat> to say about that? Towards the. Trying something different. Oh, well, I mean, it's essentially just breaking out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That was a phrase that stuck with me on a previous uh, guest that we've had that brought in that topic, uh, especially concerning uh, dating, right? Dating, uh, dating apps is that you just have to kind of break out of your comfort zone. You like do. sometimes you don't know what you'll find, and I mean, yeah, you can try to shoot for the people who are in front of you that may just cut you off, but sometimes going into that rabbit hole, I'm just like, eh, interesting. It's not my forte, but why not? Give it a try. Yeah, You know, uh, one of the things, and uh, I'm, of course, not a guy giving advice, but uh, but one thing I would say the ladies, where ladies really miss out, is that not dating, you know, they date th- this particular type. Obviously, the type's not working for them or they wouldn't still be single. Uh, so get out of your type. 
And then also women like to date really tall guys. And I don't care if the woman's, I've had women that were five feet tall that said, I like really tall guys. He has to be at least six foot tall and she's five foot or, you know, it's, that is totally ridiculous, completely ridiculous that women, you know, want to wear their five inch heels. Even if a guy is a few inches taller, that they, uh, they want to wear five inch heels and they refuse to compromise, you know, isn't that crazy? I'm sure that that bothers you guys. Well, it can be a little awkward if, if you're with somebody, if you're a guy and you're with somebody that's a little taller than you. But it's funny because on the online dating, I found that two of the most uh, prevalent questions you're asked is how tall are you and what is your sign to the point? I changed my profile. I said, hey, I'm four foot seven. I don't have any teeth and I live at home. Might you be the one? Yeah. <laughs> but serious, I mean, you know, hey, listen, I, I get it. Height is important. Um, and, and I guess it's just a, a physical thing, but I do think that people will get too attracted or, or, um, stuck on one type. I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm in a place and I see uh, a woman that's attractive, that she seems great. And admittedly, I don't know her boyfriend, but the boyfriend I see her with, or the guy I see her with, isn't treating her well, isn't paying attention. He's, and, and they don't even look equally yoked in your terms, Jennifer. And I'm like, what gives here? I mean, what is, wh- what is it that she's finding attractive about this person? But to each her own, I guess. Uh, yep. Not, uh, not some people, you know, some, uh, women, some men, um, there is a book out called men who love bitches. <laughs> <laughs> And believe me, I've had, I've, I've actually recommended that book to, to some women to read because there are some women that are, uh, that become too passive when they get in relationships and, um, and a child that love that challenge thing, men like it and women like it. Tommy's laughing. Tommy's like, I don't want a bitch. (laughs) I've dated one and it's not fun. (laughs) Only one. Well, I don't know. I like a little fire. But I'm well, from the yeah, East Coast. But, I'm a Yankee. I, you know, I, I like a girl that yells out the window at the guy that doesn't go across a crosswalk fast enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, like I, you know, I get it. I appreciate it. You know, it makes me uncomfortable, but, you know, I, I still like it. So I, I like the fire. Well, yeah, no, the fire is awesome. It's just when it's directed at you that. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be doing the things you're doing. I can tell you, you're doing two things right now. I'm looking at him. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so, but, but I do think, uh, you know, given that we're talking about mistakes women make, Mm -hmm. you know, that keep them from finding love. I, I have to say as a matchmaker, the height thing is a big thing. Women, you need to be open-minded. You're missing out. The average guy is 5'10". The average guy is 5'10". So Lordy, thank God I'm six foot. (laughs) Yeah. The average guy is 5'10". So how many, yeah, I'm in women, if you have to give up your five inch heels and wear one or two inches so that you're, you know, shorter or whatever. No, but you do don't it. have to do that. We've had this conversation the other day outside of this conversation. You and I did specifically. Right. Actually. right. And, you know, if I'm dating a girl that's five, eight, five, nine, she's bigger than me, you know, in flip flops. I uh-huh. don't care. And I love heels. So, you know, I mean, not for nothing. You know, if you want to sky me at six, three and you're comfortable with it, you just don't know. And you date the individual. Right. You know, you just don't know. Like, I mean, I, that doesn't bother me. I don't, I have no hangups in regards to walking into a room with a girl that skies me. Look at her feet. Are you kidding me? It's, like, it's true. There know? are, you know, there are guys yeah. that don't care and there are guys that do care. I have, uh, I've had some clients that were um, on the uh, smaller, shorter side 
And, um, and they did not, they would not date a girl taller than them. That well, was a total was, requirement for them. Why not? I don't know. Look well, at Sonny and Cher. <laughs> right. That, that's I a good example. All the millenniums just fell over in their them. chest. Yeah. Millennials, uh, millennials, you can. Uh, Isn't that the guy that hit a tree? YouTube that. <laughs> well, Jennifer, let me ask you another question. So we talk about height, but you know what? And, and the other one you get asked a lot is what is your zodiac sign? Does a zodiac. You do? Oh, yeah. Does really? a zodiac sign, the fact that I'm a Taurus and you're a Libra or whatever, does that really, really matter? So it's a deal breaker for women. So yeah. they ask me, are you a Taurus? Really? They say, yep. I say, I'm a Taurus, but you know what? I'm a very non-stubborn Taurus. I'm very girl positive in the Taurus section. But, I mean, because it's like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't even know me. How, how would you know? Which that- is perfect, though, because, again, it cuts the learning cycle down. You don't want to be with somebody that's, a, like, so far left on anything, for me at least. That's, that, you know? you're right. I, Absolutely. You know, so if you she says to you, oh, my God, you're a Sagittarius fire sign, that doesn't work for me because my uncle used to kick me in the shin, then, you know, good for her. Good, You know, thank you for saving me. You know, seven hundred dollars and dinner and wine and a whole bunch of conversations I don't want to have. There's a, there's a big barrier I didn't even know existed. People <laughs> asking somebody's astrological sign and denying you because of it. Oh, oh yeah, crazy. Uh-huh. Really? There are some people. Yeah, yeah both millennials. Z- yeah. zodiac sign. That's the only reason why I know I'm a Sagittarius fire sign. Oh, by the way, I'm a Sagittarius fire sign. Yeah. <laughs> there are some Just people in who. Case, yeah. You would like to meet Chris? He's Five, a Sagittarius. And a Tommy, what sign are you? Sagittarius. Oh, you are? Yeah. yeah. That's oh. why that's why we shook weird. Mm-hmm. And you're a Taurus. I'm the bull, baby. No the, BS it's just in here. crazy how some people can just like swear by astrology. Like I can understand like there is some esque nature that is kind of to it that is true. But it, where you base it, it everything moves the oceans, of, of course, it, there's, yeah. there's some kind of influence. Yeah. The thing know? is, is that they swear by it of like if you're this and I'm this and we're not compatible, it's nothing. It's it's counterproductive. Can I get to a, another relevant reason why I think women are just don't get the, the topic is why don't women get into a relationship or what keeps what them? What prevents them? What prevents them? And I think a lot of it is is that they still want to have their freedom and their own life and their girlfriends. And what I believe is that a woman wants to be if they're going to be with the guy that he's the kind of guy that's going to let her have her life that he's going to love her in a way where she feels free, where she's not fe- feeling pressured, stalked, or whatever that she has her life because she wants the guy to be secure in his own boots and his own life, stay strong and centered because at the end of the day, she wants to feel safe and protected with him. And if he's showing weak and needy behavior, he's looking weak, that's unattractive. And I think a lot of women have that experience. I think the better looking a woman has, the more clingy, creepy, stalker-like guy she's come across. And she's like, you know what? I don't need any of this crap. I'm just going to go out with my girls and have wine. Yeah. Agree or disagree? No, I, I agree. I think, um, I think that is, uh, that is an interesting point. Uh, I would say it comes more from people not wanting to give up their independence, that they're, they're say they're seeking a relationship, but yet their lifestyle is such where it's all about their friends and guys fit it and girls fit in it. It's both. It goes both ways. And Dennis, I think from a psychological point of view, I think it also depends on the person. And and I don't want to say love languages per se, but uh, for example, I was raised in a really close Italian family. My parents are still married at almost 60 years and they do everything together. And I don't think that's necessary, but that's what they want. They do everything together, but that's the model I had. So um, 
my model looks a little like that. Not completely because we know all about what we've talked about all this, but um, a little bit more independent, but that's. I know we need to call you to confirm. We did it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But, uh, but, uh, but the point is, is I think people tend to go with what they've seen, observed and what's comfortable for them. And, uh, and can people be single too long and become so fiercely independent that they don't need somebody and they don't know how to be in a relationship and how to make their partner their best friend anymore. Yeah. Cause partying becomes like the norm right. and their freedom is way more important than a relationship. And are those really the, your people? Are those really the people that you want to bond with? Some people love that separate bank accounts, separate right. activities, separate vacations, all of that. And some people aren't like that. So you have to, when we talk about equally yoked, I think you have to find your people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I am woman, hear me roar. Great. But we want to hear you purr a little too. Exactly. You know, bring it down. Meow. <laughs> well, but the, you know, the, it's funny. Well, the other side of the other side of the coin is you hear the woman that says, I just don't want to date right now. And our Facebook friend, Michael Marcella, who I love his comments and everything. He always says, whenever you hear that, that phrase, you should add the uh, two words with you at the end, because that's what's implied. <laughs> I'm too busy to date with you, you know, or use because it's true. It's like a lot of times they'll that can be said, but it's really an excuse that, hey, you're just not my type. I'm not interested. Or it's not a priority. So I, I'm going to counteract with you on that one because I think people can be busy and it's all about what priority, you know, you're making. Well, let me ask. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's, let's talk about priorities for a second. I call it the million-dollar test, okay? If somebody says... Are you testing me? I'm not testing you personally. Okay, good. Or we can, but... <laughs> no, I don't like tests. Not good. So let's say two trains are leaving the station. No, just kidding. So let's say that you wanted to go out with somebody, and they said, yeah, I'm just too busy. And my, my point is, if I called her back up and said, uh, if you go to this store, to this registration lane and there's a million dollars, all you have to do is show up and get it. No strings attached. You could go get a million dollars at this bank or whatever free, no strings attached. At the same time, you were going to come meet me. Would you do it? And if, and if she had time to go prioritize getting the million dollars, but didn't have time to go out with you, she's just not interested in you. Otherwise she would be. I mean, people will make time. I maintain people will make time for what they value is important. And if, and if they're just him haunts, I just don't really have time. If they really wanted to be with you, they would. My expectations are so much lower. I'd be like a bagel. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I get a bagel over at Einstein's and it has locks. I upgraded, you know. Um, go out with me, you'll get the bagel with locks. What do you think? <laughs> like, like my expectations are so much lower. <laughs> a million dollars. I, dude, I'd date you for a million bucks. <laughs> He'd date you for a bagel with locks. But we can't do bagels or coffee dates anymore, right? No, you're they not allowed be dinners, to do that. Right? Well, everybody likes to date the picture. You know, everybody likes this, has this, you know, preconceived notion of what things should be and what they, what they look like. And no one wants to do the work. No one understands the relationship isn't something you walk into and you get all these great things or you marry somebody and all of a sudden you're going to live this life of lavish. Like, that's not how that works. You know, you, you set a goals, reachable, attainable, and you move forward. That's why your parents are still together. That's why they do everything together because they had no choice back in the day. And they, and, they build, built yeah, things and built, together. And built a foundation and, you know, became codependent, which I think is a healthy thing. <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, codependency yeah, can, I, I think can, it's not, it, what level says of, it's a negative thing. It's not, you know, I think that it's cool. I, I want to do things too, but I want to be independent as well. I want to, you know, experience life alone, but I want to experience life with someone else. 
you know, like, and, and, and share those memories and share that stuff. And, you know, when it goes back to your parents, you talk about them doing everything together and you have the millenniums and younger for that matter, you know, they don't, a lot of them don't have that foundation. They don't have, I didn't have it, you know, but, and I had to learn it, but it can be a learned behavior as well. It depends on how you look at life. You see somebody walking down the street, holding hands, pretty sweet, love, love. Right. That's, and, that's know. a great point. I love that because I do, I do think we tend to move toward what we know. Uh, and that's, that's just habitual, but there are people like yourself that, you know, people can sometimes go for what they didn't have. You know, maybe they didn't have a loving home, but they witnessed a loving home somewhere else with friends or something and said, I want that. I want that kind of marriage, right? So they may not have had it, but they at least observed it and saw it and, and had a desire for it. I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago, and they were talking about, you know, this person I dated um, just wasn't an affectionate person. I like the physical touch. And, and, and I asked the person, when you were growing up, uh, you know, did you get much love and affection? No, I really didn't. And so the, the person was conditioned that way, and they weren't just the touchy-feely, huggy-lovey uh, part and it didn't work for that person who was who was dating them. That's it. That that is actually I've as a counselor I've counseled a lot of people on that. Even when people know each other's love languages and they know how important affection and touch is, if it's not something that comes natural or they enjoy it or it could repel even people because they're they don't like it at all because it wasn't something that they got comfortable with at all growing up, and uh, it's really hard to change that in somebody. Oh, I think love there, some of those love languages are really hard. Like if you have somebody that's got a very different love language than you, and and I know Chris is smart, we're going to let him talk in a minute, but <laughs> I feel like you need to find somebody that shares, if you're a quality time person and you like spending time with your partner, find somebody else that speaks that love language. Uh, you know, if, if uh, somebody's love language is gifts and you don't like to, re that's not, that's how they're going to show you they love you is by giving you gifts instead of telling you or touching you or spending time with you. It's really hard to train somebody to be different than they are. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I think it's they, foundational. That's a foundational thing. I don't know, man. I disagree. I think right, that. Cool. I, I, Point I, of I, view. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, I think we, we couldn't be any more different people in this room. Um, you know, I, you know, it goes back to your million dollar thing. Right. You know, if you love somebody or care about them enough or whatever the case may be, you know, learning someone's love language is extremely achievable. If you're motivated enough to want that to happen, if you're selfish or self-centered, which I don't, I think that's an extreme word for this, but if you, you know, they don't care about that person enough to figure out what their love language is at, because that ultimately makes somebody happy. And if you love somebody, which people lose, use that word so often, or friends for that matter, they use those words around so often and quick, um, you know, you, you don't make the time to learn it. You don't look over now if something drives you bananas, one specific thing, like I repeat myself continuously, drives people nuts. They call me two times. And, you know, if that's something that's a deal breaker, then that's a deal breaker. Thank you very much for letting me know sooner than later and you move on. But if it's not a deal breaker and you, and you're like, man, I lay in bed with this person and I don't even understand why, where the time goes, you know, it's freaking three o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't got to bed till, you know, whatever. Then that's something that you work towards. You know, that's, that's the building, the foundation. That isn't something that should be there when you walk into it. It's, that's the thing that you work towards. Well, let me ask you, a, let me ask you a question, Chris. So sure. a hypothetical, um, and I understand what you're saying. So let's say 
that you're the kind of guy that you just don't like touching. You don't like holding hands in public, holding hands, walking, sitting down, holding hands, a movie or hug, Kissing. whatever. Whatever it is. It, whatever Blue that season. is. And let's say you meet a girl <laughs> and you really like her, but she is touchy-feely. She wants to hug and hold hands all the time. And that is not in your comfort zone or what you're used to. Are, are you saying, hey, me as the guy, I'll, if I know that's her love, that is her love language. I will make changes and I will learn how to be that person. Is that what you're suggesting? No. I mean, what I'm saying, I'm actually going back to your earlier point. Um, you know, as far as extremes, anything in extremes is uncomfortable. The person that is, you know, showing or doing, the person that's grabbing the scarf, whatever it is, you know, boundaries are important in anything. You know, and, and if you're not comfortable enough with that person or that person isn't respectful enough of your feelings to be able, because you have to make a compromise too. If you don't want to have affection, but your friend does want to give you affection all the time and you don't like it, then you have to ask yourself the simple question is, do I like her enough to adjust what I need? And, you know, maybe not to the extreme because I don't like that either. I think it's obnoxious. I love being touched though. I love driving, having somebody scratch the back of my head. You know, I love, you know, I love all that stuff, but you know, as far as when I'm with my buddies and we're playing poker and I get a hand between my legs, I mean, who wants that? You know, so, you know, if it goes back to your original point of extremes. That's called the full house. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to hang out with my buddies. Like, you know, give me some breathing room because they're beating on me every time you walk out of the room. Like, I, I don't want that. No one, do, no one does. Yeah, so, I think, I, think it, I mean, I think you're making, you're, to me, you make a great point, which is, hey, you got to figure out what you're going to compromise for and what you're not going to compromise for. It comes down to boundaries and what I'm willing to live with, what I'm not willing to live yeah, with. And, and who's willing to stick to it. And that comes back to also knowing yourself before you get out there in the dating world. It always comes back to that because, you know, whether you're doing online dating or whatever it is, if you don't know who you are and what you want and what you need in a relationship and what you're looking for and what's important to you, it's a crapshoot. You're just, you're figuring it out along the way. And that's not fair either. You know, it's so funny. I had an epiphany the other day. You did. It was a couple of days ago. And I said, I wish the 2019 dentist could have had a conversation with the 2015 dentist. And then I said, you know what, though? The 2015 dentist would not have listened to me right now. Wouldn't have listened. So it wouldn't have mattered. I had to go through the process of self-discovery, improvement, change, and whatever, whatever. Right. Um, so back to uh, all, all the many phases of dentists. Uh, back, back to the conversation. Uh, you know, I, I saw on social media that somebody had put on there that, uh, they wanted, they said, women wear makeup for goodness sakes, put makeup on. Um, so I would love your opinion on that because here's where I, as a woman, uh, maybe have some thoughts on that. Uh, I was raised in, in a city. Um, I was raised in Atlanta mainly but uh, but a big metropolitan city. And uh, boy, I honestly, I was taught by both my mom and my dad, like you don't go out of the house without makeup and, you know, don't go out looking like, you know, in your sweats and ponytail with no makeup. I just, it wasn't something we did. And I know that in Dallas, that's kind of the same thing. And I see with social media being what it is now and so many uh, visuals and people are meeting online and they're going to people's social media sites and looking, you know, you are, these are first impressions sometimes for people, right? Um, how many guys want to look or, and I've seen women use these no makeup pictures, even for their profile pictures. How many guys do you want to want to see a woman without makeup before they see her with makeup? They want to see her, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've even recommended to women that they take some of those pictures down on their social media where they are 
you know, out walking their dog with no makeup, no hair, and in sweatpants looking like, you know, I'm no, no, what? No, no. Leave it? You like yeah, it? Of course. I, 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 we're all different, but some days I look better than others. Some, we all do, right? And, you know, you being the Southern Belle and having that beat into you, I get that. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It is what it is. What's Taking self pride and me, care. But... Well, you know, you know, I, I sorry, East Coast kid I was again. There's the, there's the East Coast kid. So, um, you know, it, no, it makes perfect sense. It's just, you know, it's like anything else. You want to. I don't like. I mean, you mentioned something about filters earlier, and I'm sure we're going to circle around on that. We can do that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, I I will move on from that. Uh-huh. Like I don't, I don't care. And if you have just pictures of you holding up a, a, a glass of crystal over a thing of cat, that doesn't do anything for me. I mean, it sure it does some things for your friends or you made you feel good, but that's not real life. It's not is now that's a, a snap snapshot of something which makes perfect sense. Right. But you got to have layers. You know, I, life is layers. Again, I'm not talking. I guess I'm not talking about the image. You know, you're trying to present. I'm talking about more of the physical attributes because men and women are both very visual. Sweatpants and sweatshirts are hot. Okay. Ponytails, sweatshirts, and because that's Tommy? like Wednesday night coming over to watch movies. Tommy, what do you think? <laughs> I kind of agree with Chris. Like, okay, I yes. knew he, I knew he had that Winning. opinion. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's more along the lines of like you're not going to be glammed up to the nine all the time. Like, I only dress up for events, and I look great. But I'm you usually wearing this. Thank you. I look like this majority of the time. And when I'm at home, I'm in my sweatpants and an A shirt, just relaxing. Like I have, there's like things that I don't expect and them being constantly glammed up, costly with makeup and whatnot looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but I don't expect them to have that on 100% of the time. And guys who think that are, in my words, completely dumb. I agree. I totally agree. Having said that, what happens when you meet somebody, let's say on an online dating site, or on social media, and you start going through their pictures, because that's what people do. And I've done it. I've had the experience with men, um, which is why I don't let people stalk each other's social media sites before they go on a date with matchmaking, because I've had men say a couple things. Number one, um, you know, they'll say, well, she looks like a party girl, or um, she looks like uh, whatever, you know, so they're making judgments about the pictures. And then there's the pictures where it's very all unnatural. And I've had guys say, you know, that's really not my type. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. At the end of the day, some women look great without makeup. Some women don't. That's just the way it is. And for me, I I like the idea of this Saturday night we're at a cocktail party and sweetheart, you look smoking hot, you're dressed to the nines and you look great. And guess what? The next weekend, we're taking my little travel trailer out to the lake. We're going camping. You're not going to wear, you know, you're not going to wear makeup. You'll be wearing a hat and your cute glasses, and you're going to look just as hot to me because you're in the natural beauty, and we're having a great time camping. And I'm like, that to me is is the best of both worlds. Where'd that oxymoron come from? Great time camping. (laughs) (laughs) Camping's (laughs) a four-star hotel. Come on. (laughs) Well, well, if you're in a camper with a kitchen and a bathroom and TV, yeah, clamping. I got an outdoor kitchen. I'll make a good show. So not current. But what I'm saying, though, is that (laughs) I I, I guess what I'm saying, what it boils down to is I'm cool with the makeup and the dressed up, and I'm cool with the dressing down. If I really like you and I'm into you, I'm going to love you for the makeup or not, you know. Have you guys ever met a woman that looked completely different without her makeup on? Absolutely. Her name was was Bob. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so much different without the she wig. Showing her old scaredy business. Hello. But I've at the end of the day. <laughs> well, but here's the other thing. I met girls that uh, maybe they had the makeup on. They just didn't have the Snapchat filter on when they showed up in person, and they were about 30 years older. Yeah. Yeah, like, so Whoa. filters. I think filters are a big thing to are a big thing to chat about. Uh, and I don't know what programs people are using, but there are some of these that it's like you know that somebody's using a filter because their whole face is blurred out. You can't even make they're out where their eyes are or their nose. They're or, a walking mannequin. That's what, that's what Bob looked like when I went home with him. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of drinks, but you know, we'll talk about that offline. Bob, a few more glasses of tequila, and you're going to look a little different. Shout out to Robert. What's up? You look like Bobby. But no, that's true. I mean, look, when you, if I am online dating and I see somebody's profile and their first, any of their profile pictures or a Snapchat where they've got the mouse ears or the cat whiskers or whatever, I, it's, it's, it, it would be a swipe left because I just, to me, that is just nauseating. Right. That's just me. Well, because we're adults. And so, I mean, if I'm an it, adult and I like a good kitty ear. I'm not going to lie to you. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be every single I, one, but if there's like a random one, because like, because they were their friends, they're their friends, they're do you know, and they're making fun of themselves. It's in yeah. the context of not being serious, you know, in a well-lit room with, you know, projection company. Then yeah, that makes perfect sense to me because it's I it's have to tell comical. you, so uh, I, didn't, I don't have Snapchat, never have on my phone. Yeah, you but, uh, but I had a friend of mine one night we went out and, uh, and he took a picture of me and my friend. We were just about to get into our Uber and he took a picture and I'd never seen the filters. And I forgot what he made us, like donkeys or something. I don't know. Just put ears or something on us. I have never laughed so hard. I died. I, it was so funny. Hilarious. It was so funny. Um, but I agree. I know. And I, again, play around with it. it I want to swap my face with somebody right now. <laughs> yeah, swap face. Well, like, yeah, you can like swap your face. Oh my with God. Yeah. Something. Okay, that would be fun. Oh, I, I saw that I the other day. Friend. That was funny. Tommy, <laughs> so what do you, what are your thoughts? Because you are a millennial. So what are your thoughts on the Snapchat thing? Does it bother you, or is that where people do the thing? Uh, I mean, you can give or take with filters. Like, I've used I've used them <laughs> with my friends because we can just we fucking, it? come we, on now, just for the sake of no, no, no. Do it for the show. Do it for the gram, bro. No, uh, <laughs> it's the millennial I, hour. <laughs> yeah. I got to pay for that Money. premium. No, grand, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I do it kind of, uh, kind of jokingly with my friends. It's like, cause there's stupid filters that you can put on that just make us look like two or three way claws. You're feeling a little crazy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it can be used as kind of a, as kind of a buffer and whatnot, just kind of how makeup can. But I also agree that it, when you're constantly seeing like dog ears, cat ears and all that kind of stuff, it just, it's, it's not it's not visibly pleasing and it also kind of just like you're you're another face in the crowd it's annoying come on if you're in a bathroom with a, <laughs> like three girls in a bathroom one sitting on the toilet and super uncomfortable and they make her into a puppy face that's good comedy <laughs> i'm sorry i don't care how you slice it i don't care how you look at it that's some funny stuff uh just saying well uh yeah chris is the chris is the only uh, for the the snapchat filter thing for that we've had in the studio that we've had in the studio. Um, but I think excessive amounts of them of anything, excessive amounts of filters, right? Because people want to know who they're meeting. They want to know what they're getting. And that, that is, um, that's, that's not showing who you are. I mean, that's the, you, you well, maybe if you're a dork and you use them, like I'm a dork, I'm a complete dork. So I can appreciate dork, you know? And if a girl's a complete dork, that's as hot as sweatpants, ponytail, 
and Wednesday night movies. That's as hot as Dennis likes know, that idea on top of the Can't Grand Canyon. Face, but Dennis likes that. No, I, I do. Glamping like, and, I want a dork. Know. Well, I'm yeah. a, I act truthfully known. I'm a dork too. And are you a dork too, Tommy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you kidding oh, yeah. me? Kidding Jen, me? I thought you knew me. I'm a, a complete dork. <laughs> He's a Sagittarius, of course. I, but I'm concerned now because as we're talking about pictures, I've had people tell me, Dennis, you're very photogenic. And then my mom said, son, you have a beautiful face for podcasting. And I'm thinking, now I'm confused. Great, great voice, too. <laughs> By the way, it's very soothing. Yeah, he does have a great voice. Great voice. I, I'm, I'm yours quasi-pseudo. He's a DJ on the side. That's yeah, right. Dre dre work. If anybody I'm needs a DJ, reach out to me. You know how. Go through Jay style. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, so, having said that, so what else did we not cover today that you guys may have brought to the table? What else do you think prevents women from meeting you guys, from getting close to you, from uh, getting a date, finding love? I think that... Uh, everybody that goes into any situation, especially dating or a boardroom, whatever it is, you know, with preconceived notions of what things are supposed to be and how they're supposed to be. Thank you. Without having an open Thank mind you. and walking in the room and being like, okay, this person, you know, picks their nose when they go, whatever it is. Thank you. You know, and and, and not have a preconceived because there's, there's certain pe portions of people's personalities that don't shine through right away and other things are overcompensating for that. And people have different ways of hiding things or whatever it is. So when they go into it, you know, they have this preconceived notion and they're like, oh my God, you know, he, you know, she doesn't cross her legs or, oh my God, she said F twice, but she might be sweating down her small of her back, you know, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And you just don't know and, and overcompensating. And so you have to kind of just wait and see what it's like. Now they treat the waitress like, you know, yuck, how do you, you can swear on this. You can you, treat the waitress like shit yeah. or, you know, you, you know, or you're mean to the bus boy or you send your food back three times, which is ridiculous, then, you know, Somebody's spitting in it, whatever it is, <laughs> no second, yeah. second time. I mean, there's, there's yeah. movies that I can point to. So, you know, I mean, I think that that's, you know, I think my would be top of the mountain looking down, probably going to die holding along with this cat that I'm adopting today. But, um, <laughs> you know, that being said, you know, that's my biggest challenge. Whenever I walk, I don't date a ton. I really don't. And, but when I do have the opportunity, you know, it always feels like it's pre-casted. Like somebody walks in the room and they already know the narrative, you know, the narrative of what they're going to talk about. They already have, they're going to check the boxes. They're going to go through the process and, you know, we'll get through it. Like, what the hell does that mean? You know, I'm dropping, you know, a couple hundred dollars on dinner. I don't want to just get through it. I want to have a good time. Yeah. You know, I want to laugh. I want to exchange. I, wanna, I love your you know, points. You know yeah. what? Amen. Be, amen and amen to all of them. Um, I think uh, with the one exception of somebody picking their nose, um, you well, know, that's, that's an out. Uh, no, they save that for the car when I'm next to them. <laughs> no, but anyway, I don't know why, I'm but just kidding. I just want to stop looking around. Windows. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but having said that, I, I think managing expectations is so important. We, I can't tell you, it probably comes up in every single podcast I have, but if people could go into a new connection meeting without any expectations, just get to know the person. They don't have to be your next husband or wife. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to check your boxes, right? They just have to be, you just have to have a connection with them and you're never going to have a connection with them if you've got preconceived no notions or expectations for them to be anything but what they are. I think are. Chris has I'm a gonna, point that I'm going to make a quick yeah, point. Yeah, I'm just going to spend okay. real quick and then I'm done. And that, But that goes to life. You know, I mean, if you go into any room with anyone, anytime, and you, doesn't matter what it is unless it's glaring. I mean, that's a life lesson in itself and that's something you should be practicing anyway. Absolutely. You know, it should be part of Absolutely. your day-to-day -day life. It should be part of how you walk into a room when you talk to somebody on the phone you don't know. 
you know, that's it. I guess I could go on and on. I can beat a dead horse. But, you know, the, the point is, I mean, but that should be automatic. And if you don't have that part of your, in your toolbox, then it's not too late to learn it. But you need to really look at that. Right. The end. Right. Period. Erase the board before you go out. All right. Mm-hmm. I got the mic in my hand. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Then I'm going to drop the mic. Okay. All right. <laughs> so when we, I hate to refer back to the previous podcast, but it was great. When we had the match.com people on there, uh-huh. Dave said something was really important. They said, if you go out on a date with somebody and there's interest and you think you might like them, there's a possibility you might like them. Maybe it's 40% interest. Go out with them again and maybe another date. See how it works. I think Guys and girls rule stuff out too quickly. Amen. Of course they do. And give it another shot. You know, it's only time. It's only another couple hours of your life to go out and meet that person again. And you might say, you know what? This conversation was better. I really like this. And Because people bit- get caught up in the, um, there's no uh, chemistry or there's no attraction. Right. Did you have a good time? Yes. You're going out on a second date. That's right. me as a matchmaker. I don't care. Unless yeah. something repulsive happened on the first date, you're going on a second date. Right. Yeah. So that was my point. I love it. Okay, we drop the mic now. Bam. (laughs) Bam, boom, whatever. Okay, well, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I think we could probably talk for hours on this. Um, It's a great subject, and I know we got off on a couple, uh, you know, uh, trails, uh, but that's okay. That's what it's all about. Uh, ladies, I hope we uh, helped you out, and you will get your chance next week, ladies. So listen, Uh, uh, of course, we got to balance it out. So Uh, Next week, we'll have the ladies in the house. So make sure you stay tuned and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jennifer. Welcome to our Dear Jen segment for today. Today, we don't necessarily have a question, but one of our listeners uh, wrote me and she has got a dilemma. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of explain the dilemma and we're going to talk about it because I think it is a common dating dilemma. And that is where she's online dating or whatever the, you know, Facebook or whatever the the venue of dating is, whatever the app is. Um, and it could even be you meet somebody and it's text message. However, you're communicating with somebody, you meet them, you communicate, and then you over communicate. And then somebody hasn't stepped up to make the date, which should be the guy. Um, I don't care if the girl is the one that has reached out and said, hello, uh, I still think we live in a world where a woman wants a man to step up and ask her out. Uh, But it's okay for a woman to give a guy hints. And I think that's what happened in this case. So she's frustrated. She said, you know, she can't do anything right. She, uh, She met a guy. They were talking about doing something, about, you know, going to a basketball game or something. She made a comment, and he said she was being aggressive. And clearly the aggressive conversation had come up prior because, uh, she just said, he said, yeah, I like base, uh, base basketball. Sorry. I like baseball. Yeah. I like basketball. I'm trying to get into hockey, but never really have gotten into it. And she said, well, if we ever meet in person, you'll need to join me for a game. And he said, Hmm, this seems to be circling back to the aggressive statement. Uh, but I may take you up on that. So he's, he's basically saying he found that to be aggressive. I think what he's saying is he found that to be passive aggressive. Um, Meaning that the way that we could have put that, because what she was saying is, when we meet in person, you'll need to join me for a game. But saying it, if we ever meet in person, is, again, a little passive aggressive. If you want to meet the guy and that's what 
you're going after, then tell him. When we meet in person, you'll come, you know, I'd love for you to come to a game with me. Just say it like it is. And if you're frustrated because the guy hasn't asked you out, then tell him. Um, and vice versa, you know, if, if you're frustrated because a woman hasn't responded to you asking her out, then tell her, be direct. And ladies, don't be afraid to be direct with a guy. You can be direct and be nice about it, but a guy's going to prefer that kind of communication. Going around, uh, around it, dancing around the point, or being passive aggressive, if we ever get together, is, is something that's going to turn him away. Just be direct with a man. And if you if you want to go out and he hasn't asked you out and there's been a lot of texting or, uh, you know, chatting or whatever it happens to be, whatever app it happens to be in, then just ask him, is this something that you're interested in pursuing? I'd love to meet you. Um, but it doesn't seem like you're asking me out. I'm, you know, I'm cool with a friend, but if you're, you know, if you want to go out, let's do it. If you don't, I'm good. Something direct. And this can happen too after dates. Like some people go on a first date or a second date and then they're just, it's continual text messaging um, or chatting or whatever it may be. And if somebody hasn't asked you out again, it's okay to either call them to the table on it and ask them if, you know, if there's a connection or not a connection or just cut off the communication. I mean, somebody's, somebody's got to make a move, uh, but we don't need to do it in an indirect way where we're, you know, making a sarcastic remark about, you know, the, the person or the situation, just be direct and don't be afraid to ask. Just do it lovingly and with grace. This kind of stuff comes up all the time. And I think it's important and guys would agree, just ask the question and guys just ask the girls the question too. If you feel like you're getting led around, um, or not, or having somebody that's non-committal to you or to going out with you, just call it like it is and ask ask the question. So um, that's your uh, that's your advice for today. Uh, go after what you want and don't be afraid to ask for it. So thanks for tuning in to Dear Jen. And please, if you have any questions, uh, write us at dearjen at lovejen.com. That's dearjen at lovejen.com. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.